Hello again and welcome back to the Fear and Beer podcast where we talk all things horror, horror nights, and just a dash of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. Alright, we are back. I know we were MIA for a little bit after that HHN at home event. Some stuff kind of just worked out a little bit crazy. I've been shooting a lot of music videos and just kind of before we know it, we just kind of lost track of time and took a week off. Yeah, I got off. Got Needed off, a break. Yeah, I got off the rails a little <laughs> bit, but it was my birthday as well. So just kind of had a lot of stuff going on. So we just decided to kind of leave on a high note. Got the, that big HHN at home event that we'll kind of talk about a little bit. It's been a while, but kind of take a break regroup a lot of stuff has happened we got a lot of catching up to so we're gonna use this episode as kind of one of those not wrap ups but wrap catch up around yeah i, mean, I don't a know l- a little bit of um yay what's been happening in the yeah. world of hhn and horror and universal and all that good stuff and just to kind of say hey you know we didn't go anywhere <laughs> we're still here yeah um just like nick said things kind of caught up to us a little bit and um had to take a week off so we are back we're moving our schedule around a little bit, so obviously this week was supposed to be our horror Halloween special killer reviews episode, so we're going to push that a week, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about that later in the episode, but this week, this tonight, we're just going to kind of talk about what's been happening in HHN and what Universal has done over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the governor has kindly decided that COVID is no longer a thing and that no, we can just do whatever we want in Florida. Yeah, it's not. Um, it's fine. So in Florida, we are covid <laughs> averse apparently so either way um that means the parks will probably be open later which they i think they have been opening later right yes they have yeah they went especially from six o'clock to nine to o'clock like nine, now yeah. or something like that but we'll get into it but yeah that's what we wanted to do kind of just wrap up what we've what's been happening over the last couple of weeks and then get back into our regular scheduled programming yeah. and what's cool is when we figured out our schedule or kind of made a schedule up quote unquote we based it off of four weeks and this month we have five Fridays in October, so, so we, works for us. we have like a freebie week that this is kind of what's going to be going on. So before we get into what we're actually going to be talking about in depth, I'm just going to kind of give a quick little rundown. I mean, we're going to catch up on that HHN at home event. We're going to just talk about some podcasts that we've kind of been into and digging lately, uh, HHN oriented. We're going to go from there. We're going to start talking about just what is going on with HHN Junior, HHN Light, Diet HHN, whatever it is, whatever that thing is called. We're going to be talking about what <laughs> that is. during the day. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to touch on a couple Halloween style event things that you guys out there listening might be interested in. Some cool stuff in the local scene that isn't, you know, your typical scare kind yeah. of thing going well, on it's not like, you know your your uh, other stuff that isn't yeah. point of universal yeah like, obviously universal is the big the big guns down here but there are a lot of local smaller places that have yep. got some stuff going on and it's the perfect year for them to kind of make a name for themselves because exactly. everyone's looking for their fix and yep and there's there's just two things and we'll probably shout some more stuff out later on into the season once more stuff pops up and if we visit there we'll kind of give on-site reviews and stuff we got a lot october is obviously even without hhn this year i think we're going to be pretty busy so We'll, uh, we'll give you a couple of different spots that we're thinking about checking out, and we'll kind of go from there, and we'll leave you on that note. So before we dive into all of that, I know that was a lot of info, let's talk about the beer that we got tonight. 
Yeah. So again, I have this uncanny ability to walk into a into a liquor store or into a my local bottle shop, and I just happen to catch eyes on certain things. And this one's actually kind of near and dear to our hearts because, like we had said before, we're from Massachusetts originally, and we moved to Central Florida in the last few you know few years between the two of us. These guys are called Lord Hobo, and they're based out of Woburn, Massachusetts. They're a you know local place to where we used to be local. Um, <laughs> I still kind of consider Mass my home away from home, but Lord Hobo, if you don't know what they are, they're big, kind of big seller, which they distribute pretty regularly a lot of places. We get it here, and I'm, that's why we got that's why we got this too, I think. So they, they distribute pretty far. Um, I don't know if it's just East Coast, if we've got any West Coast listeners, and I don't know if they, they, they might distribute out your way, but their big one is Boom Sauce. So this one's kind of relevant. It's related to that. It's a play on words. It's called Doom Sauce. And it's got a Reaper on the front of it. And Very you, cool. Look. And I love this color. Yeah, it, I, the, the artwork kind of caught my eye. It's really <laughs> simple. It's just a Reaper, but instead of a skull face, it's a hop. So if you're a beer drinker, you That's know what a hop is. That's the beard. It's like a wizard. Yeah, it kind of looks like a wizard a little bit, but he's got the scythe, so he's definitely like that death character. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a double black IPA, and they call it their Good Lord series. It's only 7.8%, so for an Imperial, that's hmm. relatively low. Yep. Um, I've only ever had one other black IPA before, and it's definitely more smoky. There's usually more malts to it. But from what I'm reading on Untapped, which is our trusty social media when it comes to beer drinkers, they label the style as an Imperial slash double black IPA. It's a welcomed darkness has fallen upon our flagship double IPA, pouring black as midnight with a hefty tan head, yet conjuring the aromas of fresh citrus layered with the soft tropical fruit and candied orange flavors you know and love in their boom sauce. There appears to be something sinister at work. By summoning the smoothest black malts available to mortal men, we've created a delicate roasted malt backbone with a slightly sweet and remarkably clean finish. From the depths of darkness, the doom sauce emerges. So it, they're definitely going for that, like, doomy, like, almost like black sabbathy vibe like the you know it's not quite halloween but it's definitely it, it it fits the theme and it's 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 you know they're going for that dark that dark theming and these are definitely it's an interesting style because it pours like a porter or pours like a stout but it's an ipa so when you drink it it tastes like an ipa but it's got definitely got a maltier finish to it the comments i've seen from people about it seem to in, indicate that it's it's definitely a lot sweeter than expected, and it's not as bitter as, as as one would expect. So I'm interested to crack the can and try it. But yeah, you'll be—I think you'll be slightly interested by how it doesn't taste quite how it looks. Yeah. If you've ever had a white IPA, which is kind of the opposite of this, which is basically a beer that pours like—I'm sorry, not a white IPA. I'm sorry, white stout, like a white stout. It's kind of the opposite in the sense that when you pour it, it looks like an ale. Yep. But it tastes like a stout. It's Funky. really, really That's interesting. That's weird. That's weird. I gotta so, try. I'm gonna so, find one yeah, of those. So you're that gonna have to try cool. this and see what happens. <laughs> this but. one, I'm just, I, just from the can alone. Like I know Lord Hobo. I know Boom Sauce. Boom Sauce is one of my top like beers of choice that were local to us. But this man, this logo is sick. Right. Right. <laughs> so cool. I just I figured you'd like this. I'm one. a sucker for the color palette. Too. Like I'm a huge, I'm a huge shop with my eyes kind of guy. So let's pour these, pour these suckers into my special. Aged 30 years to perfection, 1990 vintage glasses my dad got me for my birthday. <laughs> I am aged to perfection. Not yeah. so much. But... Yeah, Nick hit the big 3 Yeah. He's almost as old as me now. <laughs> this is sick. But you can see, you see how it pours like dark, almost yeah. like a dark beer. But it like settles through. But if you smell it, it smells like an IPA, like a traditional, like <sighs> not traditional IPA, but like more of a NEPA, but, or an, any IPA, New England IPA, but it's got that citrusy 
citrusy nose to it, much yeah. as you would get from like a New England or a fruity IPA. It looks like, but it, it looks like a stout. It looks really thick when I'm pouring it. As soon as I I let up from pouring it, it kind of looks like Coke, like yeah. the fuzz, the, the yeah. you know the foam. It's in. definitely got a cola, yeah, consistency. Lots of head on this one too. Just That's good. Partially all the because flavor. it's been out of the fridge for a while. That's <laughs> eh, all right. It's nothing we haven't been through before. No, we've not never done that before. <laughs> we'll let this settle a little yeah, we'll bit. Let this we'll why don't, why don't we? Taste. Why don't we let these settle? And then uh, if you want to go into some stuff, if you did, you already shout out who won the prizes. <laughs> I haven't. All right, so, so let's gonna, talk about we'll let's talk there. about the HHN at home. Stuff. Yeah. So HHN at home. I know from right now it seems like it was forever ago, but it's really only well, for us. It does. Yeah. A couple <laughs> weeks ago. Yeah. We've been just running like crazy, but. It was super cool. I was actually off of work that day, so I got to kind of tag along online and just constantly check the new updates and see when stuff drops and, you know, just watch people interact it was super cool because you just, you see a lot of the same names pop up on, yeah. on Harnice Twitter. And, right. And admittedly so we are not the biggest twitter people <laughs> i know I, I, I didn't even personally use a, one yeah i have a twitter account yeah. that i have 15 like not followers like i follow 15 people yeah. and it's all fantasy football related yeah and i have i've had a twitter for a while and i really don't do much on it besides scroll through follow stuff and look at stuff i don't right. really interact and i don't have many like friends on there either it's just like purely for like garbage social media time like <laughs> stupid celebrities or movies or avengers right, crap right, or right, like right. horror so uh, we're not the most twitter savvy i'm definitely more instagrammy no, facebook i've never understood the the appeal of tweeting yeah no like, I, I i get it as yeah. far as a news source is concerned when it comes to like getting out news stories but like i it's don't a know headline thing that's yeah. all it is there's no content to the body to me, so to me it was it was better when it was strictly like the 250 characters and you couldn't really do much else but now that it's become more of a social media platform and I, I just kind of i don't understand the point of it but i i get why people use it because it definitely gets is an outreach there and i don't know yeah. how well our do we have a? Do we, I don't even know if we have a Twitter account for the for Fear and Beer. We do. We do. So yes, we, we do have a Fear and Beer. Yeah. I don't even manage it. Yes. So we do have a uh, Twitter page. Which this was. I feel like this event was a very Twitter oriented event because that was where a lot of. I think the community interaction came I, from. I, and again, communities for a lot of things, specifically stuff like this. Twitter is obviously the biggest place for it. Mm -hmm. So like that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So which was that's how the event worked out really well for our benefit. As, yeah. Like I said, we had such a small following, but I think we got like 50 followers just from that HHN at home event, just from being tagged and putting stuff out. And for us, 50 followers was like no, it's a, a 400% increase yeah, it's a in, in what we had. So we got a lot of you know new followers, I think. I think a lot of people are maybe listening to us for the second time now. So it's kind of cool that yeah, so, because hey, of that event, aboard. we got our name out. And I'm so glad we decided to barge our way into that party. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a. I think it's a big enough room that we yeah. can, they could handle a couple more people. Yeah, I mean, two I was more people's doing, not bad. When I first moved down here, I was trying to do the whole YouTube thing, and it was just wasn't really working out. And then when you suggested let's start a podcast, I, I think I'm. I was taken back by how fast we've grown just yeah. in six months. Like, the community's great. I think there's no like cutoff for incoming media. Like, I feel like no. the HHN people, especially the locals, will just consume as much. HHN yeah. info or talk or whatever because if you like something you like something and everything is fairly different enough so again huge shout out to Horror Night Nightmares for putting on that whole event and kind of letting us 
yeah, jump that was in really on that. Cool, guys, if you're listening, that's that was awesome to even let us like put something up. I mean, yeah. I wasn't even like sure that you know we were really going to get anything get get anything in. So just the fact that you let us put something up for it, yeah. I mean, we're really really thankful for that. That was and really awesome. It was cool because we um, dropped that episode right at midnight. We normally do it midnight or like 8 a.m. early so people can listen in the morning. But there was a lot of tweets or a lot of people were contacting it like, oh, starting out my HHN at home with fear and beers. Like, hopefully not so much beer at 8 a.m., but I'm all on board for you. More power to you, sister. Yeah, no, that's awesome. But I'm it was really cool. Happy. Yeah, that was actually the most plays we've ever had in one single day. The first day that like we dropped that pod was that was our highest. So that was cool. Yeah. Uh, we had that little contest we ran. We dropped. We yeah, we gave we away... Two winners. One winner received a HHN Director's Cup, and I think I paired that with the Friday the 13th and the It Steel Box. And the other one was the Jack the Clown icon glass, and that went with Devil's Rejects and House of Thousand Corpses in Blu-ray. Right. And those got mailed out. We got Maxwell Tweets and Vader Prime. They nice. were our winners. So we did just like a random a random drawing. I got those in the mail. It was, like I, I messaged them and told them that it would be coming in like a week or so because we had a pretty busy week going on. So I'm glad they got them. I usually have a constant battle with the U.S. Postal Service. They're just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> they just I have the worst luck with them. Whenever I go, it's busy. They always lose my stuff. Like, And we only have like 17 post offices in yeah. like a 20-mile radius of, of where we live. Yeah, so, so I, I, I shoot video and... Like a week or two ago, I shot a video and I had to mail my client up in Colorado my thumb drive and I mailed it to them. And two days later, they sent me a picture of like the packaging with a hole in it missing the thumbnail drive. <laughs> and, and it was in a bag saying, we're sorry for the inconvenience. Oh, like, oh, yeah, that's no so shit. Much fun. Let me just do this that's again. So, that's so, uh, it's yeah. so, so great. It's just and then. Uh, I can go on. I'm I mean, not going to go on tangent about the post office. This is not a, um, a glowing review of UPS or yeah. FedEx or anything like that. No, just my personal. Just his own personal my experiences. Personal with personal service. Yeah, there, there's a laundry list. I give, I, give them, I give them a little bit of a pass this year just because of the way <laughs> everything's been going. But um, but thankfully, they so they did get the packages. That's good. And I think they tweeted out, you know, like, I heard a huge thud at the door. And I saw my package. I was like, yeah, I guess they took the the seven fragile stickers as like a challenge to see if they could smash that glass. But I put some padding in there, some bubble wrap. And well, hopefully the they glass was dropped up and they were not, they didn't look like to be in shattered or any kind of disarray. So that was, uh, that was a huge plus. That's good. So that was our kind of uh, HHN wrap up that whole at home event. Want to get into these beers now that they're kind of settled and yeah. we'll, we'll talk well, about now those. That they've settled. Let's just kind of give them a little bit of a taste and then we'll get into um, some shout outs. Oh, they smell great. Right? That's wild. It reminds me a lot of the boom sauce, the original boom sauce. It tastes really light. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. It's smooth. It doesn't... It's not nearly as smoky as I thought it would be just because of the malt. But they were right about one thing. It's definitely a lot sweeter than I expected. You definitely have a lot of malt in it. It's almost, to me, it's almost like more of an amber when it comes to that. But you still get a lot of that fruity IPA-ness to it. Yeah, it's definitely... That's funky. It's cool. It's super light. It has a good has a good IPA taste. The black part of it doesn't really like chime in at all for me. I don't get any distinct taste from that. It looks very stouty. So it kind of like from a visual perspective confuses me. Well, right, and that's kind of what throws you off a little bit, especially with like this or like I said before, the one of the white stouts yep. which it, when you look at it, it throws you off when you drink because you're like, wait, this is not at all what it looks like. Nah, but, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, 
if my eyes were closed and I took a sip of this, I would open my. I would expect to see a very coppery. Yeah, I do think like that, red colored beer. We, I mean, it's kind of gotten to the point now where like I think certain styles are done just because they can be. I'm not saying yeah. this is bad. This no, is yeah, actually yeah. pretty pretty but good. Like, oh, look what we can do. <laughs> um, but I yeah, I don't understand outside of the visual appeal of it is like of a of a, of a black IPA in the sense that like. With IPAs, I'm so used to them just being a certain way, and and there's nothing wrong with it because I'm glad that things are being changed up a little bit because they're someone, making like hybrids now. It feels like well, yeah, and some people made the good point the other day. It's like you know we've got family members that are also beer drinkers, and they always go into the the, the beer stores and they go beer store. Why do you never carry anything other than IPAs? There are other styles, <laughs> yeah. which is true. They are very, there. Very IPA heavy everywhere you go. So it's interesting when at least they take traditional styles or different styles and they try something different with that style. So this is only the second black IPA I've had. And I got to say, they're definitely interesting. If you can find a doom sauce wherever you are, pick it up. Pick a four pack up. You might like it. If not, I mean, try their regular stuff. Their boom sauce is really good. But yeah, give it a go. um, This thing is, it's got a good taste. If you like IPAs, you will like this beer. Yeah, for sure. If you're not like a stout drinker and you're an IPA drinker, get it if you pour it out don't worry it's not going to taste what it looks like because yeah. it's not going to taste that stouty creamy style because that's yeah. that's what i had i thought when i poured it out it's very very dark right. a little bit of carbonation so it does look like that coke like root beer dr yeah, peppery style look but it's that's good i yeah. like it the only other, the only other one i ever had was in iowa yeah at one point so <laughs> we gotta find some beers that are just bad so we can bat like not we bash just, it but like i feel like the beer. i feel like every time we have the beer it's like it's good beer i we like this know, beer. you know what we need to do we need to do a macro not even craft just like a macro just get a bunch of fall beers yeah. quote unquote, and just try them on a, on a podcast and be like this is terrible is it not this like is just not good pumpkin budweiser yet yeah try, try it well there probably is That's it's gotta saying. be we there look them up well Maybe we'll sneak, we'll sneak that in. Maybe uh, we'll figure something out. Maybe we can get Kevin roped in on that one. Yeah, we'll we'll find something. Yeah. He'll, <laughs> so uh, he'll yeah, Lord Hobo, Woburn, Massachusetts. Check him out if you can find him. Cool. So we talked about earlier the HHN at home, and then we kind of talked. I mentioned briefly we're gonna kind of talk about some podcast stuff like that that we've been listening to, and just wanted to give a couple shout outs over there. We were listening to Sounds from the Grave over the past week. Yeah, and <laughs> they just. Gave us a glorifying yeah, review. It was sh- great. They just gave us a huge yeah. shout out. No, we're, we, um, so right back at you guys. We love yeah. you guys as much as you love us. Yeah, we've so been it's listening. not creepy. Yeah, I it's not, not being yeah. creepy. No, no, I'm sure you'll hear this and you'll, you'll, you'll understand it. The feeling is mutual. Yes. So, yeah, they got some good stuff. A lot of their pods, other than like HHN oriented stuff, they do a lot of like true crime stuff. That's so, what, yeah, that's, I mean, to me, that's what's cool about it. I love the true crime stuff because yeah. I listen to a ton of true crime outside of them. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I, I eat it up. I eat that stuff up. Kind of like listen to the, some of the true crime stuff and I, in my head, I automatically am like, how is this a house? How can we make this like yeah, an original house, really, yeah. which is to- like demented, but whatever. No, it's just I mean, how it is. I mean, it's just how our brains work. That's I mean, how everything is so inspired. So, just so you guys know, we may take one of your stories and be like, <laughs> yeah. hey, let's just make a house up out of that. Yeah. One. So not creepy at all. We love you guys right there yeah. back. So guys, check out Sounds from the Grave podcast as well. And and then also, funny enough, one of the podcasts that I personally listened to before we decided, hey, let's start a Horror Nights podcast. It's almost season time. We can kind of find a way to carry this as we get going. HHN 365, those guys, I kind of, I think one day I just was searching like, are there Halloween Horror Night podcasts? Like, is that a, a thing? And I searched, like, Halloween Horror Night podcasts, and they were the first ones to pop up. And I was like, all right, cool, I'm in. Like, let's 
let's like go through their back catalog, yeah. check out what they're about. So I've been listening to them for a while as well too, and like I tweeted back to them. They shouted us out on I think it was podcast day. It was one of those other you know holidays for yeah the guys, internet holiday. I mean, you kind of got me hooked on them too. I mean, you, when you showed me the the spec maps for the first time, I think it was last year. Yeah. I kind of looked them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's it, it's really cool to be shouted out by guys like that because yeah. like they've been doing this a while and they got a pretty big following. So, you yeah. know, if if you got if you got veterans of the industry shouting you out, I mean, yeah, it's cool. I'm glad something right. I'm just glad that they enjoy our content as much as yeah, I right? know I enjoy right. theirs as I mean, well. So it's exactly. it's really flattering and humbling. I, I'm one of those that like I'll listen. I'll like I'll listen to the final product every time he go, he drops our podcast, and I'm always cringing a little bit because my voice but mm-hmm. you know that's why i don't listen that much <laughs> i <laughs> just told i have a voice for radio so i guess maybe i don't, yeah. I don't know <laughs> i think that was supposed to be an insult probably they, they say that i have a face a for face radio, for radio right. <laughs> so yeah huge shout out back to 365 the hhn guys we should try and talk We're, we should rope them into something we should try and tag team some kind of if any any other content creators out there not just 365 but yeah yeah we should try we'll figure something out if if, if you want to do a collab on something we want to talk about something together i mean by all means we're definitely looking to get like involved in the community so like yeah now that the world is kind of more reopened i guess you know there's everybody's comfortable with i mean if people want to do like a podcast with us or together you want to bring us in want to do vice versa we'll figure something out maybe we'll do either like a live movie watch or like um yeah Maybe we could like battle each other with spec maps. We could like come up with yeah, our own version of the original spec, spec maps yeah. and have people vote on it. Yeah, you know, something. We'll we'll think of something. We'll get in touch with everybody yeah. and see who kind of wants to get involved. Right. And we got plenty of we got nothing but time on our hands. We got thirty weeks left until uh, yeah, we got HHN a long 30. time before twenty twenty one. Thirty oh. until thirty. So let's talk about diet HHN or HHN Junior HHN Light. Is that what they're calling it? I don't know. I just. Some people I've seen I've seen those all kind of thrown around in various basically the houses during the day (laughs) Halloween horror days Halloween horror days exactly so yeah the houses have been open for two weekends now they sampled them on I believe it was the twentieth and the twenty first last couple weekends they had it open past weekend so they're going to be opening those two houses every day from October third to November first we got is that every single day of the week yeah yeah so that's why I like as soon as I saw the dates I wasn't like dying to rush over so originally first they were like oh we're gonna do test run or test trials and i was yeah. like okay there's no way they're gonna open these houses for two days and that's it zero percent chance that that happens yeah, it's too much work not to yeah so i knew it was gonna keep coming back in what capacity i wasn't sure if they were gonna add another house or i wasn't sure but i knew that at least those two would be open at some point during the fall for us and then lo and behold they say we're opening it for this weekend and then we are opening it every day through October. So I was like, all right, like as much as I really want to get over there, it's not horror nights. So I'm not like, Ooh, opening night, let's get there with the group. And like, it's yeah, you know, during I mean, the day. So it's, I'm excited to go check the houses out. I know that neither of us have gone and done them yet. And that's, that's so. my point is we, we weren't one of the few that rushed over on the, the Saturday Sundays. I don't, I don't feel like waking up at 6am. I, I mean, f- for everyone out there that, listens to us that knows kind of like you know universal can get crazy when it's capacity mm-hmm. so even with now like i think especially the, the weekends. first two weekends that like they open the houses they hit capacity and even my wife was like we want to go over to the universal like, and i'm like not particularly by like nine Saturday. or ten a.m like it was yeah, insane so like, i respect the people that want to do that but i'm uh, knowing that it's going to be here in a couple like a week or yeah. tomorrow or whatever it's the october 3rd so that 
Yeah, it's in a couple yeah, of days. Yeah, it'd be one of those things where, like, I think you and I can probably just pick a day during the week. Yeah, we'll go like a, a Wednesday go afternoon a Wednesday. or a Tuesday. You know, it's something that we don't have to fight the crowds with. And, you know, for horror nights, that's I'm all on board with that. That's, like, part of the experience. But when it's, like, just park goers, yeah, it's... I don't want to say the magic is lost, but I'm not as... I'm excited to see the houses, but I'm not as I mean, excited I, to go. I'll definitely say it. I, to me, like, I know some people are like, oh, yeah, they're finally doing Horror Nights or whatever, and I'm like, to me, it's, it's not the same thing. It's not. At this point... I mean, for the hardcores, yeah. it's definitely not, because it's just like you said, it's just you're going into a park, like the theme park, yeah. and they happen to have a couple houses open, which is fine. Yeah. It's great, but yeah. I think the crowd is different. I think you get a lot of people that don't typically do Horror Nights. Yeah. Whereas when you have traditional Horror Nights, you've got really just the fans there. Because you have to buy the specific pass for right, Horror exactly. Nights. So with this, you're getting a split crowd. And there which... are less, there are, I mean, not to cut you off, but yeah, there, no. are less, there are less people that come for Horror Nights just for Horror Nights. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like, during the day, you just get traditional tourists that come to Universal Correct. for Universal. That might not even know what Horror Nights is. Right, or they do, but they would never fly down here yeah, it's not just to thing. do Horror Nights with Horror Nights. You typically get, like I said, more of just the fans. Yeah. So the and the, the the atmosphere is different. Yeah. Is I guess is my point, and I don't think there's anything wrong with doing day. I'm glad they opened something. I'm glad they're doing something for this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. I, I don't think that I think the crowd is definitely a little different, yeah. different dynamic, especially now. I mean, who knows so how many busy. kids are going? And the it. weekends too are just so busy. That's the big thing too. Like. Exactly. You know, especially locals. Because I mean, tons of locals. They hit capacity, but how much of that capacity was? Like we mentioned, the the random park goers that were there for you know Harry Potter Land versus going there specifically for the houses. So, regardless, we have the two houses: The Bride of Frankenstein Lives and Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. I've heard some some stuff about it, but I have I haven't tried heard a single thing. Yeah, I've heard like people just saying simply, "This was good. This was good. I prefer one over the other." And that's the extent of it. I'm trying to stay away from it. I know there's pictures, and I think there's a, a walkthrough video at this point. I think there was some sort of media-style day. I'm sure they had a media day. They do it for every yeah. every year. So. so I'm staying. I know personally I'm staying away from all that because I don't like – I want to n- not be surprised, but like I like to just have zero expectation for what the insides of the houses look like. Right. And then I'll – that's I when I enjoy going through the multiple only thing, times. The only thing I've seen is I was perusing our Instagram, mm-hmm. and there was some girl that posted a picture of the, of the cast change for Tooth Fairy. Okay. So I see kind of like what – I saw kind of what their, or... their, their um, scare actors look like. Yeah. Other than that, I haven't seen really anything about it. So I'm trying to – like you said, I'm trying to stay away from too many spoilers because yeah. I don't really want to do it and then kind of know what's coming. No, and that's not as much fun. Like knowing the name and seeing the logo, that's all I need. Yeah, exactly. I'll be, I'll be in regardless. So that's kind of where I stand on that. I think you know we'll we'll shoot over at some point now that they're going to be opened up next week. And we might drop like maybe a midweek pod or just a quick like oh, yeah. instant review. Maybe we'll do like a – five or ten minute review it yeah. might be crappy quality I mean, we'll probably not, do it on a phone not, or something if, if you're not already following our youtube channel find us on youtube mm-hmm. um subscribe to us because who knows we may just drop a, a vlog yeah yeah doing it or something like that because we definitely want to do more on the youtube page but right yeah. now it's just the podcast episodes but um yeah i mean keep an eye on that too so we'll drop maybe like midweek some random week a uh a mini episode per se of like a review of that they also are during the day going to be opening up some of our like HHN foods and so our we, drinks. Are we going to have like actual like food vendor tents or just like so I think selling them at certain locations? From what I saw, I think vendor truck. Okay. We are getting. I think I saw that they're going to be doing twisted taters. Thank God, you guys know exactly <laughs> how I feel. They about listen to our podcast. Yeah, if you have listened to especially that last episode when we did, you know, the top ten things about horror nights that we can't wait for next year. 
Twisted taters. Twisted taters. Heart stopping. High on my list. Give me all the sodium. I went to the doctors, found out I had high, I had, uh, high cholesterol. Can't oh, wait nice. to make it worse. Hell yeah. New record. <laughs> uh, we're also looking like pizza fries. They got Franken fried chicken. We got funnel brains. We got. So, uh, so yeah. not to cut you off again, but are those new? Like a Franken. I don't remember Franken fried chicken being a thing last th- year. No, and I think because of the Bride of Frankenstein, I think that they're theming sense. some of the some items like how we kind of had the Stranger Thing items. Because funnel brains kind of sounds like funnel cake, but like it, shaped. And that's what I'm expecting it to something. be. It's I, I honestly am just expecting funnel cake. Like that's I'm sure it. That's what with it like is. maybe strawberry filling on it or something like yeah. that to give it that or right ice look. cream or something. And you know we. The stuff is already out, I think, so we're probably either completely right or completely wrong, and we could check for evidence, but I don't yeah. really care, because it's just funnel cake at a theme park. Right, this yeah, is... I mean, it's 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 theme park food, but, yeah. I mean, again, it's themed, it's, I'm it's just, just something that you're used to, yeah. you just you, just, you, just, you look forward to, it's that smell, like I'm walking just, in and smelling those taters, yeah. you're just like... I'm just like, yeah, twisted taters. My heart's getting, oh, my heart's beating far harder already. That's all I care about. And there <laughs> is a spirit bar, or something like that, where they do... Like drinks and specialty stuff. cocktails. I, okay. Again, something that we'll probably jump into. Maybe another like midweek kind of episode. Maybe we'll record like a mini episode on houses and a mini episode on food and a mini episode on drinks all in one day. And then yeah. we'll just drop them sporadically throughout well, October so we can have like double. We all have, we both have really expensive film equipment now that we can yeah. just bring with us and start filming. Exactly. Some stuff. <laughs> so we can just drop the use out of that. So that way October will probably be full of content. That's kind of. The why we had those last couple of weeks off because we knew yeah. it was going to be pretty much heavy lifting so, for October. So again, I mean, I, I would definitely, if you haven't already, follow our subscribe to our YouTube channel because we'll drop some we'll video drop content, a lot of, like, stuff like other there. stuff that isn't podcast related. Yeah, on the YouTube channel. Yep. And then my biggest question now is, are we? You think we're going to keep these two houses? Going to ask you the same question. Yeah. So this makes me wonder if we if if they'll bother. My my thought is is that these two were released because they were the closest to being done. Yeah. That that or at least they were done. Or done, yeah. I think that these two are easy because they're not IP. Correct. One yep. is universal IP, one is just their just own straight up thing. Original, yep. So they didn't have to worry about retaining rights for them or anything like mm-hmm. that. Do we see them next year? I I don't think so. I think because they released them this year, I think because we get to see them this year, I think they're going to have a couple new things to replace whatever they don't have. They'll shut them down and then redo. Yeah, I mean, does this, I mean, I don't know, what do you think? Do you think you're going to see either of these? I mean, you might see a Universal Monster again next year, but maybe not Brides. Yeah, so I'm not sure. I, my original thought is I think they just might run them all the way through and keep them as like the first two announced houses, but it seems so lackluster for the 30th because once we hit next year, that's HHN 30. Are we going to be really wowed with an announcement of eight houses? Because two have already been announced. Right. And I, so don't, I don't, I don't, that's why I don't think so. I think these two, I think the only reason they even did this is because A, they didn't want people to feel like they weren't doing anything for it. Yeah. And two, they were the two closest to being finished. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, they're like, let's just drop these two and let people come to them during the day. I think it shows, um, I think they would, I think they were done. I think most houses are done at this point still, too. I think overall they yeah, were like I, 90. You're probably right. I mean, yeah. I'm probably sure that most of them are pretty much done, but I think just because these two were, like I said before, they're not they're not IP. Yeah, and I think it was like their that, location, so. too. And, probably. You know, no, no tents, probably. I don't because think. Because dur- so. remember, during the day, they can't necessarily open up parking lots because you got to have places for people to park when they work and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Because a lot of these houses are in 
backstage areas. Yep. So like you have to like take up a lot of the employee parking. Mm-hmm. That's why they do this at night after the park closes because it frees up a lot Easier of space. transition. Right. So wherever they were planning on setting these two houses up probably had something to do with it. Do I, 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 I don't think you'll see these two next year again. I don't think, I don't think they'll do that. They know that they're special enough that they don't that they shouldn't have to do that, mm-hmm. and their fans wouldn't expect it. I mean, unless we get in there and like we're so blown away by Tooth Fairy or something, you you want to see that again? Yeah, but I doubt it. And I just think the financial aspect is the only thing that's really holding it up. Would Universal love to dump these two houses and get completely two new ones? Yes. Are they financially able to? I'm Probably. not sure. I mean, they they should be, but like. I think it's going to come down to is like how much of this like HHN merch can they wheel and deal during this, you know what I mean? Well, like during the, the year. That, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago. The merch is going to be enough to carry them through, even if they don't make as enough, make, you know, make as much as they did last year, obviously not having an event. Yeah. Um, but that, this, this will be fine. This is merch because obviously, Be- obviously Beetlejuice isn't one of the houses. Yeah. So they announced it. Is, so my thought is Beetlejuice will end up being a house next year. Correct. I think so too. I don't think they're going to lose rights to houses. I well, think. And they, right. And who knows how those rights work? I mean, like yeah. I said, Beetlejuice, it might just be one of those things to like, Hey, give us a hundred thousand dollar check and we'll give you Beetlejuice. And I'm not even that much. Yeah. It could be a $50,000 check. Yeah. We get, we get some, we get kickbacks from it or whatever. Right. And I think you made all that merchandise. Why would you then not do it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You can't abandon abandon right. the so, ship at that point. I mean, they're they're gonna sell a lot of merch throughout the end of this year into next year, and then my guess is that they'll just resell a lot of the same merch next year because it's still gonna be like the big big anniversary event, just one year removed. Yeah. Um. Maybe they'll make more universe because I still haven't gotten any of the anniversary shirts yet, and I still have to do that. I, I think got a they'll still. Of them, but... I think they'll pump out some i think they'll pump out new stuff i think they're gonna try and dump as much as they can now so it doesn't sit on the shelf so to speak it's not like it's not like it's gonna go bad or expire like food but i think they'll want something fresh i don't think they want to open up hhn 30 with the same stuff people have seen for a whole year i I don't don't think they will but i think that you'll be able to get that stuff as well next year so i don't think yes i think think they're less concerned about that than anything else yeah i I think it'll be there as well but to be totally fair to them i mean they were only closed for a couple months yeah so i mean the the, the amount of money that they quote unquote, lost for the parks being closed was pretty well offset because of the fact that like people were still paying for their annual passes yeah we did I mean, obviously you just got we got three months free so which is nice it's like i'm not paying for annual passes now until december so mm-hmm. that's nice but I don't think that they lost a whole lot. So no. the idea of money, I think, is less concerning. It's more so just how much do they want to rethink Correct. going into next year. So these two, again, to answer your question a third time, I don't think that they're going to see we're going to see either of these two next year, and yeah. I don't think it should be. I think as a fan, I think most people would agree with me. I want all fresh. I, I want, yeah. yeah. Give me. I mean, I'm I don't care. I don't that. care if eight of them are the same from this year. Like if you bring, but we in didn't a lot know of, that. You know, and, well, right. we and we haven't walked are. and we haven't yeah. walked through them so exactly I'm so fine who knows that. if these two houses weren't open then I'd be like cool yeah next year but right. if we're gonna walk through them in a couple weeks you know then it just kind of puts I don't want to say like a shadow over HHN 30 but it's like a little less exciting because I've already seen some of it no right yeah. exactly that's why I think maybe that means just or maybe they're comfortable enough doing it because they're like, we've got two other great ideas that we didn't, we dropped, we yeah, cut because of these two. So we'll just bring two different, mm-hmm. um, you know, either in-house ideas or on, other scream. IPs. Come on, scream. My guess is that we will see Candyman now. 
Yeah, I mean, it would make Candyman sense. Movie get, the movie got pushed till next year, I think, right? Or I believe it, so as well. Yeah, I know, I know it got pushed. I think it got pushed completely out of this year. A lot of movies are getting pushed out of this year, and that's a whole different discussion altogether. I mean, pray to God that the theaters make it because I'm a movie theater guy, and I oh, yeah. would be devastated if they closed. But I think you'll probably see a Candyman house. Yeah, I mean, if they dump these two, then I could see them maybe doing the Candyman because that is bumped until next year. And then maybe that Halloween, Halloween Kills which is yeah, coming out next October because that was supposed to come out this, this and Michael's year. a big draw I mean especially if you get people saying well, I'm not sure I want to go this year because it's still it's still kind of close to the COVID stuff but I think if they have like a Michael Myers house and I still think that I think I think he kind of would take the place of what Texas was going to be yeah just because I think Texas was just kind of a throwaway or throw in but who knows I mean I, they could go and rethink all of the houses again but I, I doubt it but yeah. you never know I mean maybe they'll just say let's just start fresh maybe but, yeah if there was one that maybe wasn't as finished as the others like yeah just i mean i think you'll definitely still see the icons you'll still see Carrie, ohio but maybe who knows maybe though the ips will change yeah something something could shift around because remember i mean they've got the new season of of stranger things now too stranger things coming out the blind manners coming out Mm -hmm. so i mean you're obviously not going to have haunting of hill house you're going to have haunting of blind manor which may change it yeah who knows we'll see i think those so that's kind of that whole series we could do kind of something on that when it comes out, it comes yeah, out the 9th, a, I think, of a, October. A, a, an episode on it, but yeah. But that is, I think it's kind of in that similar American horror style. Same Fear actors. Fearwood, same actors, but it's, story. yeah, completely new story, completely new characters, but the same actors. So it kind is of gets a little. Is this a book too? I don't know. I knew I'm not Hill sure. House was, but yeah. I, I, I would assume so. I'll have to look um, that up. I've never heard of Bly Manor before. No. So. I, I would think that, I would think that they are continuing off of maybe Probably. the same book series i'm but, sure i'll have to look it up but maybe the haunting of hill house was like a one well, it was shirley jackson wrote that but yeah. i have to look up the blind manor i yeah. mean i'm not a shirley jackson expert so yeah. maybe she did write another one but yeah. and it does it wouldn't surprise me if netflix had a hit off of a and I'm one sure, book series and they trying to yeah drain and i'm it. sure one of our listeners screaming at our at our computer right now going it was written by so and so yeah how do you not know this <laughs> all right so upcoming events that are horror themed that I'm super excited for. So we'll talk about one. We just kind of hit on some movie oriented stuff, but we are both huge movie nerds, not just like movies in general, but like movie theaters. That's like just the bread and butter. I love going to the local theaters, whether it's an AMC or you know a Cinemark or a small one rung theater. Well, right. And the thing is, you're right. Well, we just said right there. There's definitely a difference between going to a megaplex like AMC, yeah, and going to like a small run single yes. single theater, like strand style. Correct. Um, yeah, and I think that's what you're going to get into is yeah. kind of like those that that difference there. Yeah, and I and I like either or. However, obviously, I like going to the like smaller local like classic theaters. Yeah, well, we're from. You feel better because it's just it's a it's a small business. It's a local business, so I feel better about giving them my money because they're more like me and you versus yeah. you know even if you're a manager at an amc it's not yours you're not getting money for when i go and spend money well, for popcorn a- or something amc like that, alone know? i mean i was watching something and this is to get off tangent but yeah. the amc i mean theaters themselves don't make a ton of movie, money off movies Mm-mm. they make maybe 40 grand off a big summer blockbuster it's all concession it's all concession basically yeah. that's why your concessions are so expensive and your movie tickets are so expensive because they got to make a markup on it so yeah. um you're right so there's, there's definitely a different experience like if i'm going to watch a big Marvel movie. I'm gonna go see that in IMAX, IMAX yep. or the Dolby, uh, Dolby. theater. Yeah. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go to an AMC or, or an yeah. Epic or something along yeah. those lines. But you're right. When it comes to like the smaller theaters, we come from Massachusetts. We we our town. We both kind of grew up in. 
you know one of the oldest strand theaters in the world so yeah. like we love that small aspect small town aspect single seat theater where you yeah. get service like actual food service yeah they cook great stuff so so one of the spots i actually found when i first moved down was i was looking for movie theaters and stuff like that and i stumbled upon the enzian theater so if you are local to orlando check them out they're up in maitland if yeah. you're indirectly in Orlando, I'm I'm sort of over by SeaWorld area. Yeah. It takes me about 30 to 35 minutes to get up north over in that area. But check it out. They every year do a really cool like Halloween horror style movie month where they just string out these crazy classic movies or like, you know, the ran- they do a couple like generic classic movies, but then they pull some really really wild yeah, cards out there. They really do. Like last Last year, we mentioned the Enzian before, but I wanted to shout him out specifically again at the beginning of October. So for anybody that's interested, that listens, that get your tickets for some of these showings early. Yeah, because they'll sell out. They sell out very quick, and there are tickets available now, especially if you buy them a couple weeks in advance. But last year, we saw I saw Nightmare on Elm Street 2. I saw Chopping Mall. Yes. Yes, we did. And (laughs) that might have been it, but I've already purchased four different events already yeah. for and this they, upcoming even season. Even outside of horror, they do a ton of classic weeks. Like yeah. They did a Spike Lee or Spike, yeah, Spike Lee week. Yeah. They, did they did the Universal. Stanley Kubrick week. Yeah. week so. They've done a lot of cool stuff. They did a Christopher Nolan week. They yeah. Just check them out just for in general. They're really cool. They they have their own little like restaurant in there. Well, they have a bar at the outside called the Eden Bar. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a, it's a beautiful, beautiful location. So check them out. They got, for the month of October, just to spitball a couple different names out there for you. They're playing Mars Attacks. Yes. They're playing The Blob. Yes. They're playing The Thing. Great. Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Yeah. Blood Feast. Awesome. Puppet Master 2. Even better. Deep Red. Really good movie. And there's still some that I haven't listed. So they play them. There's like Tuesday night showings. There's Saturday night showings. There's some afternoon showings. Yeah, they're kind of all over the place. It's not yeah. like a traditional theater where you have like a Correct. eight different showings for the same movie. But like you might get one that's 9.30, one that's midnight, one that's yeah. 11 o'clock in the morning. And they do specific specialty cocktail drinks for each movie. And they're themed around the movie. So they like whether they look like it's from the movie or, or just a name. It's just really cool. I'm a sucker for stuff like that. It just ties in. Over. Uh, I think it's cool. But I, we went. I mean, I went. I, we went to Chop Mall last year. Together, it was awesome. Which was awesome. Um, it, it's just a good. It's a good place. Good people. So check them out on like Facebook or Instagram. Find their schedule. And if any of these interest you, purchase your ticket. Yeah, don't in advance because you, you won't wait, get it. You won't get them. No, and and just a word from the wise: when you are going there for the movies, it is like a first come first serve, and there are memberships there. I am a member. Members can reserve tables in advance inside. So it's not like your typical movie theater where it's like movie theater seating. It's like tables and chairs. Tables and There's stuff, some couches yeah. and stuff like that. It's a really cool setup. However, members can reserve tables. So I would suggest going there early. And then a line does form like 10 or 15 minutes or whatever before the doors open. Try to be in the front of the line, not in front of me. But get towards the front of the line if I see you there and you're like, hey, you told us about this. Like, hey, we're switching spots. (laughs) But get there early so that way when you get in, you can at least pick a a good spot. Not that there's like a bad spot, but there's just a lot of cool little funky locations that just make sure you get in on time. So go early, grab a couple drinks at the Eden Bar, tip your bartender, tip your servers, and enjoy yourself. One more thing that we kind of caught wind of is um, Orlando Forum of Fear. Yes. So it's a little bit of a different thing. 
So the Orlando Forum, which is an event center yeah. in Orlando. When I was looking it up, like when I first kind of got into it, I was so confused about like, I don't know what the Orlando Forum is. Like, well, they followed us on Instagram. So yeah. I kind of looked into them a little bit. like, what's the Orlando Forum? So it's an event center. The Atlanta Forum of Fear is basically a Halloween event that they're hosting in the event center. And I heard, like, when they said, like, or not when they said, but when I read Orlando Forum, I don't know why, but, like, it just sounds like a news outlet. Well, because forums typically, you think of online forums. Exactly. So I was like, why is, I was like, how are they transforming a newspaper into, (laughs) like, uh, I don't, I just don't get it. So I had to obviously keep digging my way into like it's what more just another word for like concert hall or that sort of yeah, event, so, event, event place so they actually open tonight which is thursday october 1st yeah so when you listen to it on talk on october 2nd friday it would have been open the previous night but it's open tuesdays to sunday 6 p.m to 2 a.m and it's over on i drive and this is actually brought to you from patrick uh braillard and kim grommel 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 i don't know it looks like grommel yeah Sorry if we misspelled. Yeah, I, I don't mean to butcher your name. I have a terrible last name as well. Readers. I'm always used to people butchering my now, last name, so I understand. Patrick worked for HHN, did he not? Um, I believe they both did. They both did. I okay. be- they were both kind of masterminds in some aspect behind scenes, whether they're yeah. developing stories, developing houses, and, and stuff like that. So what the Orlando Forum of Fear is, or what I got out of it, is there's about 20 characters. And there's 480 feet of what they describe as like winding terror. So I guess throughout the season, they're going to switch the walk up. It's going to almost evolve. So you're going to start out in the tunnel of the damned. And then that's going to switch over to, you know, whether it's like a couple weeks in or a week and a half, it's going to switch to city overtaken. And that's going to finally conclude with what they call as apocalypse. So what I don't know is if the whole like if it's like 480 feet do we get like 120 feet here 150 feet here then and and they only open like a section of it i think at what a time i think what they're just saying is that it's it's just a 480 foot winding yeah. maze so but like i'm curious like when they switch like are they switching all 480 feet three yeah, times that's what it sounds like or are they like do they have the whole thing done and they're just going to kind of unveil no, a piece think, of it? No, it says throughout the season the house or walk will change from so the maybe, tunnel. Yeah, or, so maybe they just have so, a way to kind of convert it yeah, quickly, so like a flip. I if, yeah, I wonder if it's just going to kind of shift. And my guess is maybe it's just like the theming kind of stays the same, but mm-hmm. they kind of change out what the scare actors look like. The storyline will kind of advance line, a little bit. Because yeah. it kind of sounds like it starts kind of like um, Tunnel of the Dam to City Overtaken. So obviously something's mm-hmm. coming out of the tunnels yeah. under the city, and then they create an apocalypse or something like that. But who knows? Yeah. Sounds really cool. Yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm always in. down for different types of horror things. So. Yeah, you can buy, I think, like single day passes, season passes. I, I, I'm i not sure how often I will go, so I'll probably just buy like a single day pass for each time we visit, maybe every time they switch it up. But you should go go online, check them out, and I think you have to reserve your spot as well. So when you purchase your ticket, you're purchasing it for a specific day. So that way, kind of, you know, social distance wise, it'll space it out a little bit. Yeah, there's also another one that I've heard on the radio, I think. I don't know what it's called exactly, but there's going to be a a drive-through haunted house down here as well in Orlando. Um, The Haunted Road. Haunted Road, something like that. So there may be more than one. I don't know. Yeah, I think think when like HHN first got announced that it was not happening, it kind of got a lot of people scrambling, like, we got to do this, this, and this, and we will, I guess, be the judge and see how everything turns out. I mean, I'll... Yeah, I'm not... Sh- I mean, it'll be interesting. It's almost like your own... It's almost like your own haunted hayride, I guess, yeah, in a way. Is, yeah, you're driving your own car through it. But yeah. 
don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I'm definitely down to, since I'm not spending money on a freaking Fear Pass this year, I guess I could spend yeah, money on my some budget other is, stuff. My budget is still open for a couple different things, so we can kind of, again, like we talked about with the houses and the HHN food and drinks, create maybe a mini episode or, or something like that, kind of reviewing one of one or more of these other various haunted attractions that we're going to be getting here in Orlando for the year. I think that about wraps it up for what we had on the schedule. It has been a while. What have you gotten yourself into for horror movies as of late? Because I've had a, I had a couple like random ones that I've been. So, to be honest with you, um, I haven't really watched anything super new. Um, there was one I watched a couple weeks ago, maybe almost a month ago now. It's on Netflix, I think, still. It's called, like, The Monster or something like that. I think it might just be The Monster. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's about this mother and her daughter. They're estranged. They not. They don't get along very well. They get stranded in just a random place in the woods in their car, and there's this monster that's terrorizing them. It's, it's a really, really basic movie. There's nothing wild necessarily about the premise, and the acting is so-so. But the monster design is really cool. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those movies where like you don't get to see the monster a ton. But it's unsettling when you do get to see it. So it's it, it's pretty interesting. I think it's called The Monster. Um, other than that, really as far as new horror movies or anything, like I watched I watched Invisible Man, actually. Not, Did you? It. Have you not seen that one before? I had not seen no. it yet. Okay. Um, so I finally watched it. We can always talk about this one in a full episode because yeah. there's probably a lot of thoughts on it. Really quick, I, I liked it. I thought, I thought Elizabeth Moss was amazing in it and i love her as an actress i think she's unbelievable in anything she's in but the premise i was kind of taken away i mean the problem i have with certain movies specifically like that one is this the leaps in logic that it makes between certain things so like yeah like it's when she when she finds the i don't i don't want to get into it because it's going to spoil things but i'll just say this there are certain parts about it that i'm like how does how how do wait what like yeah. how does they not know or how did they you know otherwise it was a decent movie i wouldn't say it's lee winnell's best film but no i, mean, I really liked it as I liked well it. But... I thought it was a cool take on the story yeah I'm it, glad brought... it wasn't a straight remake which yeah because nice. at this in this day and age that's those, all whatever it is just straight remakes those, so. and those classics just aren't not not to say they don't hold the old ones are great and they hold no, up they're good for what they but are you can't redo if you do that same thing now it wouldn't make any sense it's just it's such a waste of like video because we have so many different mechanics and and special effects and all kinds of stuff that at our disposal if we're choosing not to use it then that's just no so i'm glad they kind of went a different way with it so, yeah. yeah no i liked it i just don't think it was like there were parts about it where i'm like eh, i don't yeah. quite get it and the story like, had when, its like, holes when the, daughter, when the when the guy's daughter gets like punched in the head Mm. and then like mm. she, like like elizabeth moss character is like clearly five feet away from her and she's acting like oh you hit me Ooh. yeah it's, it's like, like it wasn't it clearly yeah. wasn't her yeah yeah you were we were both here it <laughs> was were, not me <laughs> there are just certain things about that yeah like i was like eh, okay maybe fine, not so much yeah it was pretty good and then other than that i mean it wasn't horror related but i'm a huge comic book nerd and i watched the watchman on hbo I, so finally i, I want to see really really good. i want to watch that because i don't really have hbo good. I'm a huge Watchmen. I have Watchmen tattoo. My whole leg is Watchmen. Yeah. Like, actually. I will say this for anyone that hasn't watched it yet. They are going to cover things that were specific to the comic book, not the movie. Yep. So you might get thrown off a little bit and go, wait, when did that happen? Because well, in the movie, certain things don't happen that yeah. happen in the book. Well, even when the movie came out, yeah. it was a lot of things where it's like, if you're not already a 
fan of the material, you're not really going to get some of the stuff. That's, but otherwise, it's still a really good show. Yeah, and that's why I, I really liked the movie because the movie was like shot for shot. It was almost shot for to shot. the there graphic novel. That were I mean, there was no it, giant but, squid as the main well, <laughs> villain. Well, that's what I'm but, talking about. So that, yeah. that, that's, that's referenced in the show. Gotcha. Yeah. So but people it won't make any be like, sense to anybody yeah. doesn't that didn't read the, so like, read the graphic squid? novel. Like there was no squid. Right. So. Yeah. I got into a couple things. I watched the open house on, it was like a Netflix movie. It was with the kid from 13 reasons why. Oh really? It I was, don't think I watched that. Yeah. It was. I'll have to check it out. You don't have to. <laughs> no, not good. No, it was just, so what it was is like this kid and his mom go to this house, like in the sticks pretty much. Yeah. And it was like, I honestly, it was a pretty forgettable movie. I think it was like the the mother's sister or something like that that passed away, or yeah, that and they had to sell the house. And and in the beginning of the movie, the kid, you know, spoilers, whatever. In the beginning of the movie, the kid's dad dies as well, and okay. the mom and dad were already kind of on the fritz. Mm-hmm. So they're in obviously emotional conditions, and they're at the house and they're trying to prep the house and sell it. And there's like a stalker killer. That is coming to the open house, so it was just kind of it, it fell flat a lot. It just wasn't. It never really scared me. The acting was meh, and it was just a pretty overall not great yeah. movie. But it, I, I'm a sucker for like shitty movies, like, like shitty like TV series, like Thirteen Reasons Why. Well, I love it, I, I love mean, that. So I was like, ah, a, Clay's in it. I'll give it a I shot. I mean, there's a difference between sh- like just shitty stuff. And schlocky stuff. Yeah. So if there's not a lot of heart put into it, you can tell, and you're kind of like, eh, not not really into this. It was definitely very um, indie-ish. It was like, yeah, I mean, it seems I, we could have like we could have made that movie. I mean, might be selling that those people short a little bit because they're obviously talented enough to make a feature length well, with a good condition. Yeah. But yeah, it was a very simple story. You know? I have come across that movie a couple of times. I just haven't really that yeah. haven't watched it. It, so. it was okay. Um, and then I just watched. Not that it's essentially horror but i watched the i think it's called like murder next door it's the new netflix like documentary about this killing no. it, it, it's it falls in line with those all those, all the murder documentaries making a murderer and, what's it mean like i watch yeah all that. it just can't it just came all out that today <laughs> and again it was so it's not even a series this one was an hour and 20 minutes long yeah. and it was good however it wasn't and i <laughs> it sounds bad but like i'm used to all the like crazy twists oh, and turns not a lot of and big... it was fairly straight it was a fairly like <laughs> one day affair it was like yeah. they show up they find out what's going on they oh uh, this is the one about chris watts yes right? yes the his watts. wife and kid yeah yeah kids yes. yeah so yeah, thankfully yeah, yeah, like yeah. i didn't know much about it but it was a very straightforward story yeah so, so i kind of just... already i kind of i kind of know yeah, the was... story already so maybe and you can tell they like tried to create some question marks yeah, but they they literally was, the nervous discovered that she was acting like she wasn't or she there. She was just gone, and then and like he shows up and acts like no big deal. And yeah, then they, and then the the police inter- interview him for like six hours, and he gives it all up. Correct. So it's so like it's all one day. Yeah, it's not anything crazy. It's not no. like watching Tiger King. Really, like, no, the fuck exactly. Is this going? Well, and like making a murderer, or like the oh right, exactly those long ones where you're like. They did it. Or the like, staircase. Or d- the staircase. Fucking, you haven't caught that owl yet. <laughs> that goddamn owl. I'm trying to think of what the other one was. Like, um, American... God, it was like about the guy that like walked a bomb into the bank. He had oh, like a... Oh, Ameri- t- um, Evil Genius. Evil Genius. That, that was, was good. amazing. Or even... Um... The more recent one that I just watched, Don't Fuck With Cats. Like... Oh, that one is... That one threw that me for such a loop. That one's... That one is like... I tried to make somebody watch it, and then I just felt bad because, like, I can watch, like, super fucked up stuff. Like, 
it's terrible. It's, it's a hard one to get through. That one was the hardest thing that I've had to get I don't through. Like, I don't like animal shit. Yeah. But, like, the way it starts, you don't, you, I, I didn't know it was real until, yeah. like, two episodes in. Then I'm like, this can't be real. Yeah. But it goes all over the place. It's it's absolutely insane. And I, I tried to make one person watch it, and I just felt bad. And I was like, all right, we can change this. Because, like, I know you're not. I was like, I swear, I'm not into watching animal cruelty. Yeah, but like, am I. The documentary was the documentary super sw- interesting. So weird. The people, it was for the people. That's like why Tiger King. So these different people, I just have these crazy personas where it's like, yeah, okay, like now I'm hooked. Um, and then I just watched the typical um, Freddy versus Jason. Oh, did you? And watch I watched. That again? <laughs> I watched the whole. Um, I watched the entire Scream series because of all like the yeah. news that's been coming out. They're going to be doing Scream Five. Are so they? people have been signing back on. Hmm. So like Courtney Cox is back on. David Arquette's back on. Nev Campbell is back on. Speaking of, um, I always feel bad, I forget his name, but the kid that plays Clay from 13 Reasons Why, uh, yeah. the one that was in Open House, yep, he is yep. in Scream 5. Oh, is he? So they... Did they say he was directing it? They have, but I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it's like two people. I think it's like a brother is combo. It a, is, is Blumhouse producing it? Because he's usually the one that does a lot of these weird... <sighs> I don't know. And it was weird because I feel like they were doing Scream 5 when Wes Craven was like... Because I, I thought when they did 4, the original plan was to do another trilogy. Yeah, maybe. And then he I passed don't, away. Oh, yeah. I know that he didn't want to do, even want to do four, but yeah. they made him do it. So. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it's pretty cool that it's like the originals from that first one. And, and funny enough, too, to, another, to tie in another Netflix series, I didn't know that the theme song from Peaky Blinders was like the intro song for Scream. Well, I don't know. In either. like Scream, <laughs> like one, two, and three, it's a different version of the song, but it's the, the Red Right Hand or whatever it's called. It's, um, yeah, Red Right Hand by Nick Cave and the Bad oh, Seeds. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. like it's a very red subtle, right but it's like, hand, yeah. yeah, in a dusty black coat yeah, with the yeah, red yeah. right. Okay, I know what you're talking yeah. about now, yeah. But I hadn't watched Scream in a while, and I had just watched Peaky Blinders as well. <laughs> so I was like, oh, like, there it is. Like, how did this pop up? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So I think that about wraps it up. Yeah, we I talked mean, earlier about how our schedule shifted, obviously, with the month being weird with five. Right. So this was supposed to be the killer reviews yeah, our quote unquote for first of the month. But, but we have four more weeks in October. So jumping back onto the schedule, next week we're going to be bringing you a killer reviews. And keep an eye on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're going to be dropping some hints on what movie we are going to be doing probably Monday, Tuesday or so. So we'll kind of leave some breadcrumbs and we'll see if you guys can catch on to what we're dropping for you. Let's see if we can get Kevin roped into this one again. Yeah, well, we'll try something out. <laughs> we'll, we'll work something. We always like to have our Kevin reviews so that way we can uh, get a bunch of beers too. Right, exactly. Just more excuse to drink beer. In the movie we have in mind, I think Kevin would enjoy yeah, as I well. Think so, it's too. A, I think he'd pull a lot of like weird facts out from that one. So we're uh, looking forward to the future. We're glad to be back. And if our podcast sounds a little bit better, it's also because my girlfriend got me a new microphone <laughs> and we're using a, another new microphone over on Seamus's end as well. So, so hopefully, we'll be as hopefully the quality is just poppy. that much better. But until then, my name is Nick. And I'm Seamus. Happy haunts. And if you heard that little noise, that was Opie. He was also chiming in. Happy haunts. See you guys.
And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out, Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.